0: Hello everyone, Mike Arendt here, the Soul Mechanic, and I'm welcoming you to another episode of Men on Fire, the 5-Minute Message. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Men on Fire, the 5-Minute Message. Today, I'd like to talk about our world. The world, as we know it, has changed, obviously. All you have to do is go outside and see everybody wearing masks to figure that one out. It doesn't take too much. But, I don't think really any of us saw this coming. I mean, yes, you know, uh, we were on a unprecedented run of growth and prosperity and all the things we were doing, traveling so much, and I don't think many of us, we just got used to that. I don't think many of us really thought that would change, at least not in the very near future. We just thought it would just keep growing and growing and growing. But as history has shown us many times over, that things always change. Because change is the only thing that is always constant within our lives. So, really, it should have been expected at some point, but you know, when it happens, it's it's a shock. And uh, I think many of us, uh, what I can see is that... Many of us are actually grieving. We're in a world where we're in grief. And a lot of people are waiting for it to get back to normal the way it was. But th- in my perspective, I don't think it'll ever be the same. And I remember hearing um, the great uh, Greg Braden, who's a um, scientist, geologist, And also spiritual teacher talking about a time when he was traveling across the United States and he was in the Midwest and he stopped at a small town to uh, get some gas and uh, a few things to eat and that sort of thing he went in the store and he talked to the the lady there and there was most people in the store were just kind of hanging about they weren't really buying anything so we had a little conversation with the cashier as he was uh, buying his things and said oh what's going on in your town is there much happening here it's, it's a pretty small town and she she said no uh, the mine has closed so there's not much going on really and he goes oh that's that's interesting how long has the mine been closed and she said eight years and he was kind of taken aback by that And he said, oh, so you're just waiting for it to reopen? She said, yeah, pretty much. We're just waiting for it to reopen, and then everything will be back to normal. So you can see that some of our human condition just wants us to wait to come back to normal. But any time in our lives, I mean, uh, your normal at uh, 15 is not your normal at 25, or your normal at 35, or 45, or 55. It changes all the time, but yet we still would like it to be back to that normal where we were comfortable and didn't have to make so many uh, life-changing decisions as most of us probably have to do now. And I think the feelings that we're having really is uh, a lot of grief. And what would we be grieving, you say? The loss of our former world almost as if we lost a loved one. And if you look at Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, Five Stages of Grief, which she first put out, she was a Swiss, very famous Swiss psychiatrist that put out these five stages in her, in her book in 1969 called On Death and Dying, because she worked with a lot of uh, uh, people that were uh, terminally ill. So her five stages that she wrote down are, number one, denial, number two, anger, number three, bargaining, number four, depression, and number five, acceptance. So number one, denial is when we're in shock and fear and confusion over what's going on. And number two, anger, we're feeling angry because we're frustrated and there's anxiety we can't change what is happening. And number three, bargaining, which you might think, what, what the heck is that? But that's more of trying to find meaning in it all. Why is this even happening? And and then we reach out, reach out to others for help. And, and then we want to try to tell our story. And number four, depression is where we feel helplessness, overwhelm, and we start to feel some hostility. And I know... I felt that deeply when my father passed away in 2007, and I uh, was very angry and lashed out at a lot of people, and I wasn't angry at them, but that was just part of my grief. And number five, finally, acceptance, is when we start to explore new options, new plans we put new plans in place to move forward and we start to move on so i look at that and say i think we're grieving the loss of our old world because we're all feeling something and these five steps of grief it just doesn't go always in an orderly fashion it probably does start with number 1 and end with number 5 but it doesn't have to you can be at any stage at any time so it's not a, a you know a five-step process that has to be uh, followed or anything like that. We're all unique. We all grieve differently. Um, so you might be at some different stage of this. I think many of us are still in the frustration and anxiety portion. However, a lot of us are starting to move on where we're trying to find some meaning of this all in the bar- in, in the, the bargaining. and And we're reaching out, we're telling our stories, we're reaching out to others for help. And There is a certain part of us, or a number of us, sorry, that is feeling helpless and overwhelmed and hostile. And you you see that on some of the the news stories. And that would be the depression. And hopefully we can all get to this, the last step of acceptance. Some of us are already there. I know I'm moving into that now, uh, accepting what's happening, trying to make plans to move forward. And, and, and moving on, because there's going to be a new world. And in many ways, I don't want to go back to the old world. There's a lot of things I didn't like about it. There's a lot of things I did like about it as well. But we need to imagine what a new world would be like. Because the old world is gone, folks. It's not coming back. Not exactly the way it was, that's for sure. So... During this time we've we've been socially distanced but we haven't been socially disconnected and I think that's been one of our advantages. I mean if we're going to have a pandemic, what a great time to have it when we're filled uh, the world's filled with all this technology that we can stay in touch with each other. You could imagine you know Spanish flu for example, in 1918 where you only knew you know, you know the people in your small town. That was it. And people either had it or they didn't, and you're trying to stay away from them. And you didn't know the stories that were happening out there, and we couldn't keep in contact with relatives and friends and long, long distances. I mean, you can even take this podcast, for example, where I'm, I'm connecting with you over the internet, sending this message out for people to listen to and hopefully gain some, some help in, in how they're feeling with a lot of what's going on. And uh, it's all through technology, so, which I think is wonderful. Now, there are many things I like about this new world. And if you think about it, I mean, there's reports of, you know, the skies over Beijing, China are clearing. They haven't been cleared for, for eons. And some of the uh, industrial, real industrial cities in China their atmosphere was 40 times uh, more toxic than what we're supposed to be breathing you can imagine living in those cities and they're clearing up and you know they've cited dolphins in san francisco bay for example Uh, fish and jellyfish in the waters of venice the waters in venice are clearing they can see through them now they're not just some green goo and even close to home here i noticed the skies are bluer than they used to be. Now, we're still struggling with getting some leaves out here because of a late spring, but, you know, the greens seem greener. The blues seem bluer. And the ozone layer, get this one, the ozone layer over Antarctica has closed. The hole, the hole in the ozone layer has closed. All of these changes to Mother Earth within a few months. Unbelievable, all the damage we've wrought upon the Earth. It can start to be reversed in a few months. So when you think about it, you know, the earth doesn't need us. We need the earth. And it's quite clear that if the human species was gone off this planet, it would do quite well, very well, in fact. So we need to take care of the earth. And I'm, I'm hoping that many of us will adopt more of that attitude as we move forward that there has been great change, and we don't need to constantly move forward with this competitive attitude all the time. I mean, to me, competition should is, is, is needed. You need to have that, but it should be competition with yourself, not with everybody else. Compete with yourself to be the best you can be. Be the best person you can be. The greatest version of yourself. That's the competition. Not knocking people down off the ladder behind you as we've uh, been taught to do in, you know, capitalist uh, Western societies, especially. And we need to move on from this competitive mindset and move into one of creation. We are creators, as I mentioned in the, the last episode of Men on Fire. We're the absolute, one, most wonderful creative machine that the universe has ever conjured up and seen. So we can create our own future. We have a chance now to restart, press the reset button and move forward with creation instead of competition. Now, I know some of the things from the old earth will still be there, still be around. It's going to be a little mix of, uh, you know, things that we were used to and hopefully things that we're, are going to be new. And uh, we'll have to struggle to find our, our new normal it'll be some kind of balance in there and will there be struggles to find it of course there will but you know that's that's life it's a never-ending cycle and i hope we choose a world where some of those things that are now starting to come out in the new world will stick around anyway thank you so much for listening I went a little bit over time on the five minute message today. I hope you understand. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Hey, do you think three words can change your life? Well, I know they can. Whether you want to leave a dead-end job or conquer addiction, heal a relationship, master your finances, or grow a business, the three words you need are, you're the one. That's right, you are definitely the one. How do I know? Because I'm the one too. And those three words have changed my life. It's the title of my new trilogy of books, and the first two are available right now at micaren.com. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, keep what feels good and dump what doesn't. And remember, live without judgment, give without expectation, and love for no reason. Follow those three simple expressions and you'll be well on your way to an inspirational, intentional, and successful life. Until next time, you're the one.